0: welcome to the solid man podcast i'm your host ken curry licensed marriage and family therapist solidman.com is an ongoing conversation designed to empower men to master the art of being a man this is the solid man integrity group lesson number two off of Pillar 1, to awaken the internal. Part 1, the problem. This is going to be talking about definers and drivers. First, we'll start with definers. Identity and sense of self. So far, we've talked about the main shift that needs to happen in your life so you can actually begin to live your own life. An externally referenced man's life is driven, defined, soothed, directed, and given meaning from external places and categories. The outcomes of an externally referenced life are profound and sad. A man who lives an externally referenced life will never be able to experience the fullness of his masculinity and manhood. The core shift to become an integrated man is moving from being externally referenced to being internally referenced. Your growth toward integrity requires that you remember and continue to intentionally engage in this lifetime journey. This process requires you to look deeply into the external patterns and paradigms that you've had in your life, to consider the shifts you need to make, and then take action to change your internal realities. The next couple of chapters are designed to help you identify how externals define or drive your life. You will see how and to what degree you've been externally referenced in a number of categories. You will find out which externals have had the strongest hold on your life and how they have driven you and driven your life. How they've defined you and driven your life. Building your awareness, externally defined and driven. To help find these internal resources, This exercise will expand on two main categories at the center of the external-internal shift, definers and drivers. Definers are those things that define who you are, your identity. It also defines what gives you value. Drivers are those things that motivate you or give you impetus to move or to do whatever it is that you're going to do. Drivers are the things that drive our bus or direct our next move in life. This journey is about identifying external definers and drivers and then exchanging externals for internal definers and drivers to become fully internally referenced. This section has a number of categories which describe different ways you may be externally defined. As you read through the categories, some will resonate deeply with you, others not so much. So take the time to see how these categories interact with your life. Definers, how is my identity externally referenced? Your identity is one of the most important parts of you. It's your person, your value, your worthiness, your personality, your character, even your story, all rest within your identity. It is who you are. It is true that we are all like snowflakes We're unique with our own personal list of definers. Your identity is who you really are. All right, let's dive into how your identity is externally referenced. The following exercise outlines eight different categories, which explain different ways you may be externally referenced with your identity. Pay attention to how each one of them makes sense to you as I read it to you. Many of these categories are similar. They flow together somewhat. Well, that's okay. Do your best to narrow down which of these categories are true for you. Consider the reflection questions and write the notes for each category. Have responses available for your discussion when you give this to your group of men. Number one, an external point of reference. An external point of reference is when a person's life is centered or revolves around something or someone outside of themselves. Identifying at which point our identity revolves requires us to take a deep look at where we actually find our value or identity. As a kid, we were all looking to our parents and people important to us to find out who we are. This is a natural part of growing up for every human being. However, most of us were raised by parents trying to figure this identity stuff out for themselves, so we are left with an externally referenced sense of self, where we are always looking to others for our value or our worth. Our parents, especially our father, were designed to confer onto us a strong sense of who we are. Since most dads don't do this especially well, we end up walking through life needing something outside of ourselves. To make us feel better about ourselves that's an external point of reference you've been designed to live from an internal point of reference from realities that exist deep within your being i've already talked about copernicus he represents the concept as he argued that the earth orbits around the sun rather than the sun around the earth the sun is our point of reference in our solar system For us, this is important. If our entire lives have been lived believing that we need an external point of reference in order to be acceptable or worthy, we will fail to live the life we've been designed to live. So if you were to place a pin on the spot where your life revolves, where would it be? Two, a reflected sense of self. A reflected sense of self is created... When what you know about who you are is determined by what others think of you and the responses you receive. Your sense of self is reflected off of others' opinions of who you are. It's like living in a hall of mirrors where each mirror has a different look. You're fat here, you're squiggly there, you'll never get a true idea of who you really are because every mirror is different and has a different look for you. People with a reflected sense of self do everything they can to fit in, since they don't think who they really are will be accepted. They rely on information that people reflect back to them about how they are perceived. Their antennae are constantly on, trying to detect any kind of feedback that comes from facial expressions, a tone, or any other form. A reflected sense of self exists when someone relies on others To determine their identity or value. With a reflected sense of self you always need to keep perceptions positive so you always try to make people happy or prove that you have something to offer or that you're likable. You can never rest since you are always trying to fit in. Our true identity is masked because we don't know who we really are. We rely on others to determine and mirror to us our identity. And value. An example of the reflected sense of self is when we attach to sports teams. If they win, I win. My well-being rides with how the season goes. Observe how sports teams are marketed. The fan base is developed through allowing personal and community connection, often creating a lifetime bond even if the team perpetually loses. This is brilliant marketing which uses the need to feel connected and belong. Some to something significant. A solid sense of self is determined from internal factors which determine your value, competence, and acceptance. Your worthiness exists from who you are and the internal truths inherently found within you as a person, as a man, and in the dignity found in every human being. The value of your identity rests in intrinsic facts You are unique, you have things to offer the world that only you can give, you have your own story, and you have a good heart. When you gain a solid sense of self, you no longer have to prove yourself or to show others your value. You know that you are good enough and you're acceptable, therefore shame has no hold on you. So you can rest, and your energy goes toward your own passion and integrity. So who are you usually trying to please or impress? Number three, unsettled questions. Unsettled questions are questions that haunt us and exist within us because our sense of identity is undone and undefined. Discovering your true identity requires that you discover and settle the deep questions that you have about who you are. Often these questions exist because of wounds, or false messages from childhood. These haunting questions look like, am I good? Am I good enough? Do I have what it takes? Am I acceptable or lovable? Or am I capable? To try to answer our question, we will seek externals like women's validation, winning at sports, success at work, looking good, or any one of a million different counterfeits. When any of these questions remain unanswered or unsettled, a man moves through life feeling weak, impotent, like an imposter or a poser. There's a sense of incongruence and lack of integrity. Something's just not right. With this unsettled identity, we keep this cycle going by trying to get externally referenced validation from our drugs of choice, whether that's porn, women, work, looking good, the list is endless. A solid man knows who he is and who he was created to be. His identity is founded internally from true factors that exist within. His identity is not defined by external judgments, opinions, or expectations. For healthy development, boys need an external point of reference to develop their in- initial sense of identity. When done in a healthy fashion, This sense of self becomes solidified, and as a young man, he does not need external validation or external definers to tell him who he is. He knows that his heart is good, and that he has what it takes to handle anything that life brings. His questions are settled. This is the job of the father, to communicate to the child that they are enough, that they have what it takes, that he likes them, and that he knows that they will do just fine as they engage with the world. The father's voice says, I am proud of you. I believe in you. You are my beloved son, and I'm pleased with you. You will do just fine, or you're good at that. But for most of us, it's not been our experience with our dads. Usually, we've been given opposite messages, and our, mas- our questions remain unanswered because of our father's silence, disengagement, or even scorn. This has left us with a few generations of men with profound unresolved questions your journey requires a sort of refathering you will need to do the job your father left undone this will be you taking the time to attend to your own unsettled questions and resolve them from your for yourself from a deep internal place you probably will just have to refather yourself since most of us have not received this blessing from our dads the journey of a solid man will be spent taking time to discover the truth about who he is, his design, his strengths, his weaknesses, and what makes him come alive. A solid man knows his true name, a name that only he has, his solid identity. However, for most men, external voices parents, coaches, teachers, bullies, peers, siblings, etc., have attached false names or messages on them throughout their lives. These are names like stupid, worthless, you'll never amount to anything, good for nothing, lazy, pussy, weak, or a whole bunch of other names. You will go through the process of identifying these false names in Pillar 3. Then you can set them aside and embrace your true name, which is accurate. Accurate. A solid man knows his questions and has unwavering answers to them. They have been settled. A solid man has an accurate identity, an internal point of reference, and he knows who he truly is. Settling the question that has been haunting you your entire life is an essential part of gaining an internally referenced life. In the following pillars, we'll take the time to build this into your life. So, what are your unsettled questions. 4. External validation. External validation exists when we need something outside of ourselves as an external stamp of approval showing that we have worth or value. Because we have a reflected sense of self or an external point of reference, many of us have sold out to living for external validation in order to feel good about ourselves and to somehow get the message that we have value or worthiness. To get external validation, we need a woman to smile at us, to keep people happy with us, and to keep conflict at a minimum. External validation becomes our drug of choice, and like a junkie, when we need our drug, we will do just about anything to get our next hit. So we smoke the validation crack pipe as often as we can. Since we have a weak sense of identity, we will even sell our soul for just a taste of validation. The main way that men pursue external validation is through women. We will seek to confer our While well, we seek a woman to confer on to us our manhood, we will try to capture the elusive woman with the golden hair in order to find the sense of being or wholeness. According to Sam Keane, men cannot find themselves without first separating from the world of woman. And since we need validation, the woman even becomes our God. Notice how you interact with women to get your validation fixed. We think the woman is our source of life. The endless and futile pursuit of a source of validation from this resource outside of us requires an unsustainable supply of energy. So much so that this pursuit wears us down and drains much of our energy and time. We lose our vitality and strength. We don't have much left in the tank for what matters most. That would be close relationships, your purpose, and even caring for yourself. Pornography is a profound example of this. In porn, a woman will be postured in such a way to non-verbally communicate, I want you, with the come-hither look. Like the song of the siren, this works to draw any susceptible man into her web. What is commonly called sex addiction is actually validation addiction. It's true that sex is the context of the struggle, but it's really all about the need to validate a weak sense of self. The good news is that your sense of self becomes more internally validated. Wait, the good news is that as your sense of self becomes more internally validated, any sex addiction behavior begins to fade away. Another thing that happens with the need for external validation is that we put women in the position of judge in our lives. We allow them to judge our behavior and our value. What they think of us becomes the supreme measure of whether you are good enough or not. This is a huge reason why many men become pleasers and put their woman on a pedestal. Since she holds the gavel in her hand, we must do all we can to make sure she is happy with us. But now, by taking this journey, you will begin to develop an internal sense of your value, and the questions that have haunted you will become settled. You will begin to believe that you actually are good enough, that you are acceptable, and you have what it takes. Your relationship with your woman will have a chance to be built on a healthy dynamic. More will be said about gaining a solid identity based on your internal realities, settling the questions and reclaiming the narrative of your life. For now, observe in your life how you seek external validation and how externals impact your life. An internally validated identity is your goal. Gaining an internally validated identity is the antidote to sex addiction and porn compulsivity. Developing a stronger, internally validated self resolves your validation addiction As you develop a stronger sense of self, the role of porn and sex will dramatically change in your life. So notice how you interact with women to get your validation fix. In what ways do you seek this out? Number five, external soothers. External soothers are various things in our life that we use to manage or to reduce our anxiety or fear. We use external soothers to escape and numb difficult emotions and situations. We use them to keep us from feeling or being overwhelmed with real life. For men who struggle with a lack of integrity, how we soothe our own anxieties, fears, and moods is a major factor. Soothing could be anything we do that would eliminate or diminish difficult emotions, anxiety, fear, and some other internal turmoil. We may soothe ourselves through substance abuse, acting out sexually, or even being passive. There are thousands of options for medicating our anxieties by using our personal drug of choice. Somewhere in life, external soothers like substances, sex, or validation have become tools to calm, numb, or escape difficult experiences. To handle difficult experiences or emotions, Numbing and escaping seem to be our only options. The external mechanisms, which function to soothe or eliminate anxiety, shame, depression, and other difficult emotions, always divert our eyes away from where the attention really needs to be. Your heart. Your heart or your soul needs attention, but we get distracted with external things, thinking that we are calming ourselves down but when we are actually just escaping important parts of our life that need attention. To care for our heart, we must listen to what it is telling us, and then do what our heart is guiding us to do. We must soothe ourselves from an internal place that is centered on our true identity and openness to our internal realities. Listen to your heart. It has prime information to care for yourself. The solid option is to stay with the difficult emotions and anxieties with questions like, what is going on inside of me? Or what do I need right now? Or what information is my anxiety telling me right now? If you stay with the difficult feeling and lean into it, you will discover valuable information which will inform you about what you need to do in your life at the present moment. This is very different than what you've probably heard about anxiety. Most professionals will just give you a pill, which is actually another external, and they'll bypass your internal processes as well. Staying with the difficult experience or the emotion, learning from it and moving through it requires a strong development of internally soothing practices. The most beneficial practice is just breathing some deep breaths. From there, maintaining consciousness and awareness of all your internal process and external surroundings is essential for developing an informed movement. Looking to externals to soothe your pain is a tough habit to break. However, you can break the cycle. How have you struggled with external soothers using things to numb out or avoid difficult stuff? And what have been your soothers of choice? Number 6. Comparison, Conformity, and Proving Yourself These are categories which we need in order to put ourselves in a situation where we need to feel good enough or even better than others. It is using interaction with other people to try to find your value, worth, or your significance. Comparison Many of us fall into comparing ourselves with others to see if we're good enough or even the best. To feel good about ourselves, we try to fit in, find our place of belonging, or force our way through winning. Whether we are trying to just keep up with the Joneses, to be perfect, to engage in the rat race, or follow the winning sports team, we often get caught up in our worthiness, in getting our worthiness from external comparison with others. This is commonly called one upmanship, where we are always trying to get one step above someone else through various means like sarcasm, competition, or being a know-it-all. Sometimes this is socially acceptable, like getting good grades or winning at sports, or unacceptable, like put-downs or bullying. Comparison will rip the life right out of you. You will never be enough or have enough. The guy next to you will always have a bigger dick, more muscles, more money, a better-looking woman, more hair or good looks. An internally referenced man is satisfied with what he has. What you have is enough. Who you are is enough. Conformity Conformity keeps you from being true to yourself and living with integrity. You will always lose your true identity when you try to be like others in order to fit in or look acceptable. The conformist is unsure if he will be accepted. So he tries to fit in so he will belong. He conforms to whatever the shape the group dynamic takes. If the group likes country music, so does he, or whatever the group is into. Sometimes conformity looks like being cool. Looking cool has been been a cultural phenomenon for decades. Everyone wants to be seen as cool. Cool is just another form of external reference based on conformity and comparison. You must break free from the need to conform in order to reclaim a solid internal integrity. Proving Yourself Many of us find ourselves proving ourselves over and over. It's an endless game because your internal is not in order, and you will never stop needing to prove your value or worthiness. We waste a ton of energy keeping our flimsy identity shored up by various actions or accomplishments. It's important to set yourself free from the game of proving yourself from things that are fleeting and actually do not determine your value as a person. If your identity, your sense of value, and your desire to fit in and belong is based on externals, your life will always be owned by those externals. You will forever need to do what is required by the crowd to fit in. You will become a slave to the opinions of others. So how have you relied on comparison, being cool, conformity, or trying to prove yourself to feel better about yourself? Number seven, perfectionism, getting it right and figuring it out. These are categories which we embrace as tools that show that we have it all together, which expresses to the world around us that we actually are acceptable and good enough. A man who is externally referenced, externally defined is continually using the vast majority of his personal energy and resources to show his value or prove his worthiness to the world around him. He is committed and even obsessed with making sure that the perception of others is positive. He lives to make sure he saves face because his reputation is so important. He must get it right and figure it out, in order to come across as one who has it all together or is competent. He lives to maintain a level of perfection, to keep his personal acceptability intact. This is why it's so rough when your woman says, You don't get it! That's a statement. That statement causes an externally referenced man to go crazy trying to figure out what she's talking about. And that's the problem to begin with. These endeavors are fool's gold with no true value attached. Any person who has spent their lives pursuing perfection has discovered or will soon discover that perfection is impossible to obtain, let alone maintain. Perfectionism will kill your soul. Most who are shackled with perfectionism receive this from parental expectations. It's time to see what perfectionism really is and unchain yourself from these childhood-formed commitments and expectations. The gut punch from not feeling acceptable is shame. If I can, if I cannot keep up the image of being acceptable, you discover something that's not right about you. That is shame. You have this deep sense that something is wrong with you. Deep inside, you know that you cannot keep up the image of perfection, so you beat the tar out of yourself for being flawed. Guilt says, I made a mistake shame says i am a mistake unshackling yourself from perfectionism and the shame which comes when you fail to be perfect or have inadequacies requires that you recognize the utter futility of trying to achieve perfection you must uphold the necessity to accept yourself even with all your foibles and shortcomings one core aspect of being human is our propensity to make mistakes and carry significant aspects of imperfection. So if you're trying to gain perfection by getting it right all the time, not only are you rejecting what it means to be human, you're attempting the impossible task of being perfect or trying to be like God. Perfectionism will kill your soul. So you must reject perfectionism in all its forms with strength and learn to accept and embrace who you really are with non-judgment and self-love. You must accept your imperfections and know that even your inadequacies you carry wait let me say that again you must accept your imperfections and know that even with your inadequacies you carry strong and indestructible acceptance and value internally. With an internal reference a man can walk in confident even with his many inadequacies. Often a person stuck in perfectionism is unable to take accountability for their mistakes, since mistakes reveal inadequacies. They do their best to cover up or deflect blame. It would be a blow to their house of cards if the truth of their inadequacy actually came out. So rarely can they say, I was wrong. So, who taught you that the need that you need to be perfect, and how has perfectionism messed with your identity? Number eight the mask or the chameleon. Many men have developed a life of hiding behind a mask. A mask is designed to hide someone's true face while showing a facade that's different than reality. Often what we think about ourselves is unacceptable. So we fear that our inadequacies will be exposed. So we create a mask to fearfully hide our true selves. We think the mask will be acceptable. The Wizard of Oz is a great example of this. When Dorothy and her three friends first met the wizard, all they saw was this gigantic head, surrounded by smoke and flames and with an intimidating, booming voice. Then Toto pulls back the curtain to reveal the true wizard. He's just a regular old man from Omaha, and he's frantically pulling the levers. The wizard was just using a complex structure in order to make people believe that he was great and powerful. Just like the Wizard of Oz, we will do anything to make ourselves look different than we really are, usually hiding our inadequacies and trying to look cool. Allow your curtain to be pulled back. It's the only way to freedom. The chameleon is similar to the mask, in that the person is hiding their true self. This time, it's using the fine art of being able to blend in. A real chameleon is able to change its color to fit into any surroundings. When a person does this, they do everything they can to fit in and belong. The chameleon will change their way of speaking, interacting, the commitments, or even their belief system. They will lie to show that they've had similar experiences. A chameleon sense of self shifts so that people will feel like they have things in common and then it creates a false sense of connection and attachment. Consider how you may have been hiding your true self through wearing a mask or changing your color like a chameleon. This is a devious endeavor which will always backfire. Relational difficulties begin when you develop deeper connections since the deception will always be exposed and people will find out who you really are. If this type of external reference is the way you roll, you have your own history of these relational problems. I'm sure you could tell some stories. People are left with questions and confusion after they interact with a chameleon. The mask or chameleon is experienced in many lives as a family of origin construct as well. Your entire family system may have been organized around the rule of keeping face or making sure no one ever knew the family secrets. The family reputation or image was of highest importance. So you probably are aware of the percentage of energy and focus your family gave in order to keep the show going. When you live in such a family, you are in a difficult bind because you are human you need to be all you need to be free to be yourself yet you cannot betray your family or you will be rejected to varying degrees all families wear masks consider the family rules that you have lived under during the formative years of your life the solid man process is designed to help you break free from these external systems more recently people have been able to create online images you are able to be more handsome, be thinner, have more hair, or be taller, you can portray yourself as more successful or less troubled. You can make yourself look like somebody completely different than reality. These online personas are just another mask behind which we hide. No one really knows who you really are. Instead of hiding behind the mask, it's important to allow your true self to be revealed. While this is a st- strong part of integrity, it's terrifying. All your fears of exposure will need to be challenged and faced. Like the Wizard of Oz, you will actually find out that your true self is actually acceptable and capable. When you when have you worn a mask or lived like a chameleon? And what were you trying to hide? External Definer's Recap Remember, This is about learning to develop an internally-referenced life. Your value, your acceptance, and your sense of worthiness must come from a solid internal source within you, from who you are. You must identify how your identity has been defined by externals. You must refuse to be defined externally you must discover your value, worthiness, and identity from all the internal processes in you. You will find out who you really are and then from there begin to move from that foundational truth. Drivers. Intention and motivation. Men who have had externally referenced life live, I'm sorry, men who have an externally referenced life have given up their motivation and intention to externals that exist in their lives. This is not a personal or intentional choice, but somehow over time, this style of living developed. This shift happens when we unintentionally begin to go along with the flow all around us. When we are driven by externals, we cannot lead and we don't even have control over our own life. Men living an externally referenced life have a pattern of damned if I do, damned if I don't, and eventually just develop the don't posture of passivity, silence, and isolation. This is because they're trying to hit external targets, like pleasing a woman or making her happy. Eventually, we learn that while we hit the target sometimes, we usually miss it, since it is a moving target. So we develop. damned if I do, damned if I don't. Damned if I do, damned if I don't is the essence of external living. If we live to please others, we often miss the target and fail to get it. Fortunately, there is a target you can hit every single time. It's your own internal target. That is what you want or what you know is right. When you aim for your own target, you're going to start to actually get it. sounds really selfish to most men but to live with strength and freedom you must live to please yourself first you must live from internals exchanging externals for internals is the shift to move toward integration and freedom you'll never become a man of integrity if externals control or direct your life this chapter will show how you are driven by externals, when you begin to see externally how externally controlled you are, then you can start to take back the reins in your life. Just like chapter three, go through to these categories and the questions in your workbook. Let your men know what you have found about your externally referenced, how externally referenced you are when it comes to your motivation and intention. Number one, external drivers. Drivers are those things that motivate or create action in our lives, things that push us to do what we do. Drivers can also be things which we react to or things from which we withdraw. Every man has been designed to be driven from an internal place. This internal place is called many things, your heart, your soul, your core, your gut, Whatever you call it, this internal thing has been designed to be the driver of your life. I'll use words like heart and core to describe the internal process. It includes your mind, emotions, intuitive, spiritual aspects of who you are. Our problem is that we have become separated from our internals and given, ex- given in to externals to tell us where to go and what to do. We do this when we live to please our woman or try to make them happy with us. We do this when we allow our workplace to dictate our schedule or how much energy to put into work. We do this when we feel like we have no say in planning events with the family. We do this when the expectations of others determine our next choice in life. We do this when externals drive our life and determine our next move. It is time to drive your own life. Our emotions, spirit, wisdom, and intuition are what guide us toward discovering what the heart needs. Men traditionally have stuffed away their emotions for a number of reasons and in so doing have stuffed away their hearts. It's time to cease being a raft on the ocean, floating where the current, wind, and waves take you. You must drive your own life by understanding and being connected with all of your internal processes. You must get your heart back. Your heart will guide you where you need to go at any given moment in real time, planning and discovering your purpose for your life. We, will, we must become internally referenced men. We must take the wheel of our lives and drive where we want to go. So how have you struggled with being a raft on the ocean or a passenger on a bus? And what can you do to become more internally driven? Number two, external accomplishments. Accomplishments are those things that we have achieved and finished in our lives. This could include degrees, awards, goals, or winning. Externally driven men seek acceptance by accomplishing certain things, or making sure that they win, or that they're right. Often, we must achieve certain things in order to be acceptable, so we become driven to accomplish things that will make us look good. It could be anything. It might be the need to get a muscular body, straight A's, a championship ring, or a partnership in the firm in order to be acceptable. Externals drive the direction your life takes, your choices in life, and what you do. We can be driven to accomplish from an external pressure, peers, family, rules, vicarious expectations from your parents, cultural pressure, religious pressure, work pressure, materialism, status, and many other forms. Our personal energy is spent seeking an unattainable goal through accomplishment. That unattainable goal is increased personal value from external accomplishment. Not until we actually achieve the goal do we discover that it doesn't really feel the emptiness we have. The championship trophy looks good and the accomplishment was great, but the excitement lasts a few weeks and doesn't really fill the void. Accomplishments never increase your personal value. If you've been driven to achieve an external validator, Especially when you don't get the goal, you feel the void or emptiness. Any accomplishment or external achievement will never fill the void of an externally referenced identity. To have a solid life, you must live. Your life must be driven by internal realities. In contrast, to be driven by accomplishments or achievement is the concept of rest. Rest is the ability to just be to be who you are without external pressure to do what everybody else expects. Don't waste your precious energy proving yourself. Rest occurs when you don't have to work for your value or to develop worthiness. You can just be who you are and rest in the knowledge that you're good enough. You're lovable, complete in who you are. Therefore, you can be driven from an internal place. What are your most significant accomplishments How have they been externally driven, and how has external pressure pushed you to the need to accomplish or achieve? Number three, an external moral compass. A moral compass is the guidance system which shows you the wise or right way to move in life. It shows you where true north is in any situation in your life. Your internal moral compass develops from your value system. It's what you believe is right and wrong and what you have developed as a personal morality. We all have a value system. We cannot escape this fact no matter how politically correct or no labels you try to be. We all place judgment on what is right or wrong or good or bad. Consider how your values have been developed. Are they yours or someone else's? Has your moral compass been developed from internal or external categories? Men who are reliant on validation and pleasing compromise their values and sell out to get others to like or approve them. A compass driven by by externals will be determined by a woman's mood, what parents believe or expect, what helps you to fit in, what is the fad of the day, what's politically correct, or whatever the crowd is doing. This is where a man's integrated core will be lost. He will lose self-respect, and no one else will respect him either. A man with integrity in most areas in his life might find himself lying to his wife to keep her calm. If he told the truth, she might go off and be angry with him for a day or so. His compass or personal value is based on her reactivity and moods, so he tries to manage her moods. In order to be solid, a man must be driven by two internal realities. One, what he wants, and two, what he knows is right. Developing an internal compass is about developing your values. It takes courage to develop a strong internal core of values and non-negotiables, which drive your passion and purpose in life. Observe and notice the values you have, and if they are from external or internal realities. Take an honest look at your compass, and you'll be surprised how external it is. Many men with a strong moral compass will lie to keep validation. Do you carry the values of your parents, your church, your political party, or whatever helps you fit in? Many men develop a compass to go to belong or to get even to get laid. As in, I'll go to this church group, political rally, because there's a cute girl there. Only years later, you find out you're entrenched in a belief system that's really not your own. Clues that expose an externally referenced moral compass are criticism and judgmentalism. When we are overly concerned whether others fit in our mode or acceptable behavior, this is evidence that our sense of morality is centered at an external point. Observe yourself and how often you're critical or how often you make judgments of someone else's behavior. The judgment may not be just about morality, like lying or sexual behavior, but also how someone does something, like driving, the clothes they wear, or how they do home maintenance. Consider how often you do this, and how it reveals your compass is externally referenced. An internally referenced moral compass doesn't often pass judgment because you know you're able to control only one person in your life, you. And you allow others to live in freedom and make their own mistakes and be responsible for their own actions. As you start to develop your own internal compass, base it on what you see as good or right. You will use external standards, laws, scriptures, philosophy, etc. to develop your own personal compass they will be accepted as your own as you develop your own internal worldview and belief system. When you have a strong internal moral compass, you will begin to stand for what you know is right, even possibly to the point of death. That sounds extreme, but that's what defines a solid internal compass. Your compass holds your personal, deeply held beliefs about truth, right and wrong, and even about life and death. Observe and notice the values that you have and find out if they're from external or internal realities. In what ways is your moral compass external? Number four, an external locus of control. A locus of control is a fancy way of saying where you have control of things, where your control of things is located. The locus is a point at which your control is happening. If you have an external locus of control, you're very interested in controlling things outside of yourself and your sphere of influence. The the truth is that you can only control one thing in your life, that is you, yourself. In order to gain a sense of strength and power, many men engage in the futility of controlling others and their surroundings. If they can control people, they will feel better or feel like they're in charge. This is a way of life that becomes frustrating and gets out of control because you cannot control many externals at all. The controlling of people results in some very unhealthy relational patterns pressuring, bullying, abuse, manipulation, and frustration. Overt forms of external control are physical, verbal, and emotional abuse. More subtle forms look like guilt trips, passive aggression, shaming, and silent treatments. External control looks like managing moods, lying to keep people happy, covertly trying to get people to do things for you, to like you, or beating around the bush, evading conflict, and not being assertive. It also believes the equation that if you give yourself up for others, they will automatically meet your needs. This is what Dr. Glover calls covert contracts. You can only control one thing, yourself. When we have an external point of reference, we want to control the people and situations around us. This becomes a way of life with significant negative consequences. We become angry, frustrated, and abusive. Our relationships suffer dramatically. Some say trying to control that which we cannot control is our greatest source of suffering. Integrity and solidness requires internal self-control. Therefore, use your voice to communicate what you need and want, and then collaborate with those around you. You are being responsible for taking care of yourself. Use your energy to control yourself become responsible for your own sense of well-being developing an internally intern developing a solid internal self-control will result in experiencing more strength and power in your life and closer more intimate relationships so what's been your favorite thing in life to try to control 5 external solutions A solution is a way of solving a problem or fixing something. An external solution is something we use outside of ourselves to solve or resolve our problems. Early in our lives, as we build our externally driven life, we create solutions that depend on externals to solve the problems that we face in life. We will rely on others to make us feel better. We will do things in specific ways to fit in. We will unconsciously place burdens on others or make commitments to make life work the way we think it should. These solutions are often subtle and go unnoticed. As children, we build life commitments that work to keep us safe or acceptable. It's the best we can do as a kid, but it doesn't work anymore as adults. Sure, I got mommy to think I was cute when I deflected conflict with humor, but my wife or my boss becomes infuriated or I don't speak up at work because I spoke up as a if, if I spoke up as a kid, I was shut down, but now I'm stagnant in my job. These solutions no longer have any benefit. An external solution is relying on something outside of you to be responsible for taking care of your problems, your pain, or your obstacles. A person who relies on external solutions will develop a passive stance in life, which results in victimhood, consumerism, passivity, and procrastination. In essence, this is relying on everyone else to make life work. Everyone else is responsible. You must become aware of how you have relied on external solutions in your life. Procrastination reveals an an externally driven solution. What I'm doing, I'm doing what others want, so I don't have the same degree of motivation when it's something that I want. Waiting for others to decide what to do next is another. When we expect others to come through for you without asking or collaborating with them is another form of external solution. When others are more responsible for your well-being than you are, Then we see them setting up your dentist and doctor's appointments, making sure you eat well, or wearing appropriate clothes for events. Waiting for your boss to outline your workload or what you do next is external solutions as well. This is like a posture of a child waiting for others to come through for you. If you allow others to enable you to be lazy or under-functioning, then you allow others to be responsible for you, which is another significant clue. If you believe your home is your wife's territory and you are waiting for her orders in the home, reveals this as well. Identifying external solutions takes ongoing work and observation. Pay attention how you roll in life. Do you rely on others to get you motivated, moving in a certain direction? It may just be at times that you rely on externals or pay attention and observe your motivators. I didn't say that one right. It may be it may just be at times that you rely on externals. Pay attention and observe what your motivations are. Developing your own internal solutions requires that taking personal requires taking personal responsibility. Soothing yourself, having ownership, caring for yourself, using your voice, asking for help, making plans and taking responsible action. It is true that other people are a huge part of an integrated person's life, but they cannot be your primary resource for self-care or to increase your sense of well-being. The shift from external to internal solutions requires taking personal responsibility and developing ownership in your own life. You must begin to grab hold of your own internal motivation in order to solve your own problems and to create the life that you want. So what have been your main external solutions, and how have you deferred responsibility to others? Six, counterfeits. A counterfeit is something that looks real, but is not the real thing. They look like life, but actually leave us lifeless and empty. They're decoys of the real thing. We pursue counterfeits, hoping to experience something life-giving and enriching. They will often provide a quick fix or a thrill for a moment, but eventually it results in emptiness, shame, angst, or some other negative experience. We seek sex, substances, things, accomplishments, validation, anything that will give us a sense that life is good. The equation is this, if I only had blank, then life would be good. But when you get blank, It feels good for a moment, but always ends up empty, sometimes with despair or shame. Sometimes, if a counterfeit has been at work in your life for an extended period of time, you will face dire consequences, loss of relationships, work, or loss of self-respect. Your counterfeit becomes your drug of choice. The counterfeit is masking itself as the real deal. The real thing is actually your source. Your source is the true place that life comes from, your true source of abundance. Solid man processes, encourages each man to engage in the process of discovering his true source of life. Paradoxically, your source is the one external that we must anchor ourselves to. In order to be a solid, integrated man, you must find your true source, where life is really found. We all seek a source. Even if we are not aware, it's just because we are human. Often we think an external thing like a new car, sex, a relationship with a certain person, a new job, more money, a house, some exciting experience, a substance, validation, or accomplishments will give us life. We pick just about any external to be our source. However, all these things are just gifts from the true source, but are never intended to be the source but often we get stuck thinking small and pursuing materialistic stuff, thinking that these things are actually where life comes from. When we begin thinking this small, the gifts then become counterfeits. A huge part of our problem is that we have attached ourselves to so many externals that fail to give us a solid sense of life. We have tons of counterfeits or idols, some of which could be as simple as having a woman validate me, or notice me to pursuing something that would make me feel like life is worth living like getting a right job or promotion a new car my next drug fix accomplishments or winning consider what counterfeits that you've had that's taken you on bunny trails looking for life only to come up in emptiness or shame these counterfeits are sometimes called attachments idols or illusions Part of finding the true source requires you to list your counterfeits. We'll do that as part of Pillar 3. This part of the journey, in this part of the journey, many men, excuse me, this is part of the journey many men refuse to take. Since life is much bigger than you, to become the man that you've been designed to be, you must identify your external counterfeits and find your true source of life. And then anchor internally to your true source with a consistent daily practice. So how have you struggled with counterfeits and pursuing things outside of yourself to feel complete? Number seven, externally driven pace. Pace is an important concept to understand when considering external and internal drivers. Pace means the speed of movement that you go through life. It's the speed at which somebody or something moves, especially when walking or running. Or it's the speed of events, the rate of speed at which things happen or develop. Pace is the rate at which life happens and flows. Sometimes we will feel like we're in a dream or life is just flying by. Sometimes things slow down to boredom. We all have a certain pace that feels comfortable to us. And when and we know what it's like to feel out of control and out of balance when the pace is off-kilter. Reclaiming our own pace is essential to developing an internally referenced lifestyle. Knowing what type of pace is comfortable to you is important. On vacation, you'll see people by the pool just reading, and you'll also see people that are constantly on excursions and always on the move. Everyone has their own personal pace that is comfortable to them. We may have a partner that has a different pace, which can and does create tension. We also may be in a work environment that does not fit our pace of life. The work culture may be wall-to-wall stress and productivity with long hours and challenge. Work may be a place where you hurry up and wait with nothing much to do for extended periods of time. Considering, Consider the pace of your life. Do you think you have much influence on how Fast or how slow things are moving? Does it feel out of your control as though you can do nothing about it? These are clues for you that you're living out. (laughs) These are clues for you that you are living with an externally driven pace of life. You have much more control of your pace than you know. You can slow things down and create margin or space in your life. You can speed things up and engage in more challenge if that's what you wish. Having an internally referenced sense of pace is possible. You have to identify what pace is comfortable for you and then begin making challenges, changes accordingly. You can change your job to something less stru- stressful or maybe more challenging. On your next vacation, slows, slow things down or get out there and do more. Talk to your woman about how you, could, how you like your pace to be in your home. Less activities for the kids. Create more margin or some more intentional activity. You can slow it way down or speed it way up, depending on your own personal internal pace. Consider the pace of your life. Do you think you have much influence over how fast or slow things are moving? Number eight, external authority. Authority means to have power or control over something or someone. People in authority direct or lead others to do what it is that they want. Men who are externally driven often submit themselves to external authority. This is very obvious when someone joins a cult or something extreme like that. The cult becomes the absolute authority in that person's life. What they do, where they go, how they dress is determined by the cult. This is not so obvious and usually unacceptable in other categories. The military is a good example of this. You join the military for a reason. You join the military and for a season, they will tell you what to do, where to go, what to wear. When it comes down to it, your leaders have power over your decisions and actions. This could also be in a church setting, not as controlling as a cult, but still requiring consistent behaviors, a way of living and adherence to certain doctrines. Some demand that you live according to the Bible, but only how they interpret it. Often people use the Bible to rein you in to keep you from sinning. At that point, they're trying to be an external authority. Some people describe this as feeling like a puppet. More subtly, it could be how your marriage is organized around your wife's moods. If your role in the marriage is to keep her moods level and you do everything to keep her anxiety at bay, you have submitted to the authority of her moods. You then may lie at times since you tell the truth she will go off. This is managing moods and losing your integrity. True freedom requires that you live from a strong inner authority. That means that you trust that you have a good heart and move from how it guides you. Inner authority is having the freedom to direct and move your life as you please from your own internal resources. Consider where or how you might have placed yourself under the authority of someone external to you. External Driver Recap Remember, developing a solid sense of self from an internally referenced point is essential. Your motivation, your drive. Your purpose and intention must come from a solid internal source within you. You must identify how you've been been driven like a raft on the ocean by externals. Refuse to be driven externally and begin the process of discovering your wants, needs, passions, and drive from the internal processes within you. List the ways that you allow yourself to be externally driven and number them according to which one is most significant in your life. Talk about these with your group of men. Outline which aspects of externally referenced life have been your main drivers in your life. Discuss the outcomes and pitfalls that you have experienced when you are externally driven. Part 1 Conclusion in this ongoing journey, it will be essential to consider, to continue to consider how you are externally referenced in order to develop an internally referenced life. Continue to challenge yourself to be less impacted by externals, and then begin to grow in your ability to be defined and driven from your good internal resources. The purpose of Part 1 has been to open your eyes to the matrix of externals that have kept you enslaved. Part two will help you open your eyes to the deep, strong, dynamic internal parts of you that are designed to guide you into a life of abundance and vitality. We will awaken your internals. So here's the list of group questions. Enjoy the time of answering those and present those to your group. Take care and I'll talk to you um, in lesson three.